anime show. It's our anime show. Anime show. Anime show. It's our anime show. Hello, everybody. I'm a green queen. And I'm a binge monster. Wow. What a time, you know? Like, here we are. Here again. At this place. We When we, we be talking about anime. When we... Oh, when you could do anything, you could do, and you would, and he would, do, and you could do anything. <laughs> oh, I love that, Gio. What? What? I just gotta say something. You know, it's really funny, and I didn't think about it until just now. So, in the previous podcast, I was in Nepal. I've come back. I've been home for like a couple of weeks. I think the last episode I recorded at home in Charlotte. But now I'm in New York. And I just realized, like, we had technically an opportunity to record this because we were in the same city for the first time in a long time. Damn it. It didn't even It didn't even... Gio, because the the thing is, I just... I don't even think I'll see... Like, the last time you were here, I didn't see you at all. Because you were so busy. so So in my mind, I'm like, I won't see him. I think ever again. (laughs) I talked to him... Almost damn near on the daily, constantly. And I just feel like I I'll never, ever actually see you again. I'll see Udusha, so but I won't see you. Yeah, exactly. Or pardon me, <laughs> I'll see your wife, but I won't see you. If you don't want her name. <laughs> I was like, everybody, ah, no, it's fine. Um, But I'm excited to be here today, here in New York. <laughs> Not far from you. I can see your burrow out of my window. I can see. Uh, Gio, have you been watching Blue Lock? Now, I haven't watched the most recent episode, but I, I almost know for a fact that Blue Lock is the only anime. Well, not the only one, but you're, you've been watching that one at least weekly. Uh, yeah, I have been catching. I have been watching Blue Lock. I just recently. Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, obviously, it's it's good, mm-hmm. right? No, it's it's incredible. I've been telling everybody I know that is not watching it to watch it. I feel like anybody yeah. could like it. I'm really sad because it's going to end soon. Like no. It's, I mean, the see the core is going to end soon. No. <laughs> <clears throat> it's actually kind of impressive that it has the legs right now because usually these sports animes really are summer focused. Mm. Um for obvious reasons, it's like relevant. People are probably be playing them at that time of the year. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it's Blue Lock is amazing. The manga, the the manga is equally amazing, if not more. I think I have to read it. I think you are you gonna wait till the core is over before you yeah, start reading. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll wait and then yeah. start reading. That, that's the, that that makes. I also sense. really want to watch Finland Saga. I think everybody, again, like everybody in my Discord loves Finland Saga. Yeah. I read the manga years ago. Uh. And embarrassingly, I'm not caught up on Finland Saga right now. I have not even started the core that just started. I've been trying to catch up on Eminence and Shadow. Eminence and Shadow. I'm, this is attempt number three of trying to get through Eminence and Shadow. A lot of people have great things to say. I'm on attempt number three. I'm just on episode three, I think. Mm. Um, so I'm trying that. And I just found out I actually didn't finish the last episode of Gingai Densetsu, like the the space opera that I love. Oh, absolutely yeah, love. you love that one. I just didn't finish that, uh, <laughs> the last episode of the last season that just ended. So I watched that today. I thought that was really good. So those are the 
three things that I watched in the past week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shout out that Galactic Heroes show and um, and Blue Lock. I'm so far behind on Spy Family. I'm so far behind on so many things. I actually didn't even watch One Piece. Well, you've been traveling. Uh, you've been like it's hard. It's re- I can't like imagine. You know, like with work and stuff, like the people that can keep up with it every week and they don't have to like skip a week and then watch two. I'm like, y'all, y'all are so impressive. One day that will be me. One day when this podcast pays all my bills, that will be me. <laughs> yeah. I I even am a little behind on some of my manga. Although Tower of God just came back from hiatus for like nine months and put out like five chapters and I went so hard yeah. pretty immediately I, think I read that at 2 30 in the morning when i was jet lagged and i stayed up until five reading analysis of those really like reading chapters and, and then reading analysis and then just like contributing to conversations about it so good i get it oh, oh, God, so good. well i'm gonna i'm gonna just harshly transition us into some news we thought maybe this week we would talk about the news we've been trying to you know do some episodes where you know, we learn a bit, hopefully our listeners learn a bit of, you know, new stuff about anime, the industry, etc. But I figured we haven't chatted in a minute, y'all. We haven't just kind of hung out together and chatted about the news, things going on, etc. So uh, we're going to talk about the news this week. We're going to be talking about, to start, um, a sort of a, a, not a fun stat, but I laughed kind of when I was reading this. But this is the stats on the top 10 most pirated shows in the u.s pirated meaning they're not they're being watched illegally on like illegal pirating websites they're not being watched on like where they are being housed for streaming and and such and such and there is so much anime on this list so literally the number two show being pirated in this year in this past year in the u.s was chainsaw man season one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I think was so funny. Like, I, I just thought it was like it had. So, it so much hype yeah, though, uh, yes, right? it like, got so much buzz that I bet so many people who maybe didn't even know what because I feel like anime is is growing and growing and growing and, um, yeah. you know, I bet there are people that are just like on TikTok or online that see these visions, uh, uh these visuals. Pardon right. me of Chainsaw Man, and they're like, whoa that's cool and interesting and then their friends are talking about it and so and so and you know not everyone's gonna know where to go for it one or like want to pay for crunchyroll if they only want to watch one anime so i'm like this just kind of makes sense i don't condone it necessarily but like i get it right but literally 50% of this list is all anime. So I'm just going to kind of read it off from the beginning because I also think it's funny. So the number one... Oh, so this is, a, this is a list of just pirated shows, like animated shows. No, no, no. This is a this is the top 10 list of pirated shows in the U.S., period. Oh, period. 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 Oh, that's so I feel so weird talking about this because obviously, like, it's illegal and, like... <clears throat> Especially in, if you're a big anime fan, you should you should pay for the streaming service. If you have the means and you have the resources, you you should yeah. be paying for it. That said, I pirated anime for the first ten years of my anime career because like Crunchyroll wasn't really a thing when I first started watching anime, uh, and like yeah, I mean there were limited tools at our disposal to be able to access something. So that that being said, this this list is actually really interesting because. 
you know, I, I would actually love to see the stats on how, how they know this. Yeah. Well, these, these were definitely like reports that I think there were like two or three reports um, that had gone and like done, done tests somehow and like found yeah. the websites and read their stuff. I'd be super curious to know the numbers behind the, the rankings. Yeah, right. But anyways, well, they, they give us the percentages of people that were watching that show I think in uh-huh. in relation to the other ones, but I'll just kind of read down those because again, I think it's funny. Fifty percent of this is anime, not oh, not animated anime from Japan. Anime. Like that is crazy to me. Number one is House of the Dragon season one. That's like the Game of Thrones, I think prequel. Uh-huh. Number two, like I said, Chainsaw Man. Number three is Running Man, and I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Regardless, number four was Rick and Morty. Um, five was Moon Knight. Six <laughs> was Bleach, which yeah, makes sense. I'm shocked that Chainsaw Man was more pirated than Bleach. I think. Shocked. I think only because you didn't have to have like three seasons under your belt to watch it. Not that you needed that for yeah, Bleach. Yeah, that's probably true. But like the people that and and chances are the people that were watching Bleach when Bleach was coming out are paying for their anime on Crunchyroll or on, yeah. on, on Disney plus and Hulu or part of me, Hulu. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good, you point. know, like I feel like chainsaw man really is, point. is very accessible. Cause it's like, Hey, they're only on the fifth episode. It's like, Oh, I guess I better yeah. watch it. Um, so then number seven was the eminence of a shadow. Wait, the eminence in shadow. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The Eminence in Shadow, um, eight Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, nine Spy Family, and then ten. ten. <laughs> this is what gets me. This is number ten. All all time shows pirated in the U.S. The Rising of the Shield Hero season two. <laughs> really? It's the tenth. So yes. I love that Spy Family is being pirated. Oh, it's so wrong. That's like. That's actually, like, really interesting. I, I mean, yes, like, Rising of the Shield is a big anomaly. I can't believe that's coming in at number shocked. 10 compared to any other just even regular TV show. Genuinely shocking. Like, this is 2022, right? Not this so is far. This is 2022. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm genuinely shocked to see that. Um, because Rising of the Shield was not great in season two. Um, I haven't, I've heard that, like, I've heard that from basically everybody that watched it was they were like yeah it was great you didn't see it you didn't dude it? no because i i dropped it i was like ah oh, what's going on uh, and i was like oh, i gotta pick this up another time and so many people have been like don't even bother yeah i feel like you could skip it or read it yeah or just read it that was like a, unfortunately just plot slow like he acquired something and clearly that was the thing that that was the point of that. So tough. Is what it feels I like. thought it was so, yeah. Anyway, not just men. Some people in his party also acquired things oh, too, that. but like, whatever. <clears throat> Anyways, I think um, Spy Family, though, is really interesting because that's clearly like, I don't know. Like, it's not serious. It's not, you know, the Lord of the Rings series or just, just Dragon, whatever. Yes, it feels Florida so. Dragon. It feels so out of place. Like, I mean, even it does. even I, like again, I don't know what this Running Man show is. I'm I'm sure that's like so bad on me, but but like Rick and Morty, Moon Knight, like these Makes these sense. are all shows that I would feel like are very adult. 
And like, not yes. that Spy Family isn't, because it, as we've probably as we've discussed on the podcast before, Spy Family is freaking incredible, and anyone of all ages, sizes, and backgrounds will fall in love with Anya and this family, and it's just very, very accessible to to a wide variety of folks. Um, but the thing is, like, it, it is a family show, obviously. Like that, th- this isn't this isn't dark. No, this is like. The palate cleanser that you need in between two series that give you that raise your blood pressure. Yes, you know <laughs> yeah. I mean? like, literally like, in between Chainsaw Man and Bleach, that's when you need Spy Family. Exactly, hundred percent. You need that little break of just joy in your life mm-hmm. when you're worried about your favorite character dying because you know that something cute is going to happen in Spy Family, and it's just it's just so well done. Yes. Um, so agreed. Like it is still for adults, but it's definitely. You know, it's not like an action-packed drama. It's it's even though there's drama and action in the show, mm-hmm. it's it's written for not the same purposes as House of Dragons. Obviously. No, like that. Yeah. So, like, I think we're saying the same thing. So, on this list, it's kind of like, oh, like okay, but again, yeah. again, like to be honest, you don't even have to have really. You could just sit down and watch. I think any episode of Spy Family. It by itself standalone and like be fine. <clears throat> you know, like I think that would be cool and fun. Yeah. Like every episode is, you know, a little bit of a different story. Um, so again, I think this is just like a super accessible show and everyone's talking about it. Everyone's making memes. I'm sure like people have started watching Spy Family just because they saw a meme of like one of the dumb faces Anya makes. For sure. You know, they were just like, what's that little girl doing? What's that little thing there? <laughs> I'd like to know more about that. So anyway, the, the pirate stats were very interesting to me and very funny. But you know what? You know what I'll say? Those shows that we've mentioned, Blue Lock, Rising of the Shadow Hero, Spy Family, are shows that are heavily promoted uh, on streaming sites like Country, which is a good segue into Crunchyroll. There's some news in the Crunchyroll universe. Um, but I'm right though. Like those shows are like poster shows, even at like Anime NYC. Like there was a big Anya thing too, right? Like, oh. There was a Spy Family oh, totally. section, yes. and like I don't think that they were prepared for Blue Lock to take off in the way that it has. I don't. I, I like. I don't care who at a like Crunchyroll or Funimation come out and get on stage and we're like we were ready. They weren't. They were not promoting it like this. No. They they weren't ready for the level of popularity that it had. No. Um, anyways, we've talked about this on the podcast a number of episodes ago, sometime in the, maybe in the last year, beginning of last year, but there was obviously a merger. Sony and AT&T got together and decided to, well, actually Sony acquired, um, Crunchyroll, uh, to merge it with its own platform, Funimation, which had a lot less market share than Crunchyroll did. Well, at least... Actually, I don't know the numbers, but I, I'm going to make that assumption. I feel like that's fair. Crunchyroll was much bigger. It had a bigger catalog and yeah. so forth. So, um, so yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this week there was a number of layoffs. I think that it was like kind of estimated that it was somewhere around, you know, 9% of their workforce or something like that. I think that they had estimated that... Crunchyroll had an employee uh, count of somewhere around 1,200, and they just recently uh, 
laid off about 85 or 87, 89, something like that, uh, people. And in the official announcement of this, they had spoken to this not being uh, a result of cost-cutting measures. There's a lot of layoffs happening in the tech space right now. Totally. With the larger companies laying off people in the tens of thousands um, as economic uncertainty with the potential recession are taking you know shape into the strategies that businesses are executing against. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> uh, I think there's you know a group of people who would have probably looked at this and said, oh, you know, they're hedging their their risk a little bit in that in a similar vein by laying these people off. Um, and I'm sure that there's a degree of that too, right? Ultimately, though, anytime there's a company acquires another, there's going to be somebody whose job it is to go in and find all the redundancies and let them go. And and from the announcement, they said that the majority of the folks laid off are from marketing and engineering, which to to a certain degree kind of does make sense. Yeah. Uh, depending on the kind of engineers that were let go, because ultimately whether they choose to go with abandoning the platform or the technology behind, because like you have to think about why they acquired Crunchyroll. Did they acquire it for the technology? Did they acquire it for the library and licensing agreement or a combination of both? They had their own platform. They either have to way to bring the, have to create a way to bring those two platforms together or just bring all the content library and licensing that they had in Funimation and just bring it onto the Crunchyroll platform. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I'm sure someone's job was to do some diligence around like what's the best approach to take, but regardless of the outcome of that, it makes sense to me that some of those engineers were probably let go, especially if their core function was overseeing a particular part of that technology that's been deemed redundant or maybe, you know, Sorry, it looks like you were going to say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was going to I was going to add in a little a little back a, a little ways ago like um cuz when you think about the marketing team, like that does make sense when it's like maybe there is someone like VP of marketing or what have you that like has that vision all planned out and maybe that was already kind of in place and so like I don't think you really necessarily need like two, like, you know, VPs of marketing and such. So it's like marketing also makes sense to me is like, how, how big can that team be when you want to try to create it into being one vision? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And then for these businesses, profitability is so important. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like we're trying to factor in the cost of acquisition of a new subscription, right? Yeah. Ultimately, the salary is overhead for that company that factors into the cost of acquisition because it's not just the amount of money they're paying for, let's say, ads. It's also the salary of the people that are placing those ads, right? Yeah. Um, so so it, it does make sense to reduce marketing a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate news. It's sad. I'm sure those people will get jobs pretty quickly. Yeah, I hope so. And I mean, it's like it's been rough out there. And I don't think that they're from like one isolated area. Like I think Crunch. I mean, I know Crunchyroll has something like twelve or like ten to twelve lo- different locations across the globe. Really, like in the U.S. and um, I think like one was like Moldova or something, France, like yeah, up yeah, yeah. Japan, like it's they're everywhere. So I I also don't know. I I didn't read in the article like if it it didn't specify where these people were from necessarily. Like did they you know like 
downsize in one or two areas or did it was it just an all-encompassing kind of thing it kind of sounds like it might have been a, just an you know broad stroke kind of thing but uh just very interesting definitely something that we're going to keep an eye on um i mean i'm sure a, to your point this is actually a really good point like in an effort to consolidate their engineering teams you know, there's a lot of different time zones. I'm sure they want to have as few time zones to have to juggle with as one. Uh, but also, same thing with marketing too, right? Like they probably have a presence in those countries as well. And yeah. So, anyways, it's, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But to to kind of swing into a little bit of a higher note because I I just love when manga wins and uh, the manga market has once again gone up it goes up year after year after year um and this is all data from japan so this is not like global manga sales um this is pretty isolated to japan statistics um so this was an announcement by this organization called all japan magazine and book publishers and editors association is the whole name (laughs) ajpea And I wonder if that's like, just sounds kind of crazy to me because it, it, it was translated into English in a, in a weird way. And maybe that's, I, I don't know, but um, alas, this is obviously like an association and they collect this data, collect this um, content, and then they, they put it out there. So the manga market grew by what we read as 0.2%, but what we later kind of found out was more like 20%. Um, and they just write it that way because it's big numbers. Um, and math was so my thing. So it definitely, that made sense to me. And I'm happy that you found that out before we started the podcast. So it says 0.2%, but that that really means more like 20%. Um, so the market value was about 677 billion yen this year, or pardon me, last year in 2022. But in 2021, the market value was 675.9 billion yen. So it's it's a pretty substantial growth, I think. I think 20% makes sense here. Um, So yeah, for me, the most interesting thing was that they're mostly reading a digital. And I just, I, I would be curious to know if that's like part of the culture there. If they like collect manga, like if that's a thing, if, you know, if you're supposed to carry your manga around or you have collections at home, like who's doing that? I think it said like 66%, right? I mean, ultimately I own like probably nine manga. I read everything digitally. It just kind of makes sense, right? Like yeah. even you do, you read on the train. So it's just like. Yeah. <clears throat> I have started a like small, and it happened kind of by accident, but like I started a small manga collection where I have like, the last edition of Attack on Titan. And I have like the last, or the volume, pardon me, the last volume of Demon Slayer. I have the first volume of like Haikyuu, Black Butler, like, and those were mostly gifts actually, thanks Sydney. Um, So I'm like, maybe that'll be like my thing. Like maybe if I really get to the end and I really like it, I'll get the last one. Or like, if I like the beginning, I'll get the first one. Or if I just happen to, I don't know. No, no, I really love the idea of getting the last one because you know the whole story and it you feel all of the feels, the resulting feels of just rewatching the end. I love that idea. Yeah. In fact, I might do that because I, I'm not going to have the budget in my life to build the manga library I would love to have. And, 
And I also want, like, aesthetically, I like the idea of having more variety than just one series all the way through because it would just be Naruto for one full book. <laughs> and like, and, and like, you know, and like, how many volumes? How many times are you going to actually go back and read it? Yeah. You know, like, or, or if you had a volume so of an arc that really, wait, what did you say? Sorry. Although I've rewatched Naruto seven times, probably been a lot faster if I just reread it. But yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> that's actually true. But like, you know, I was like, cause Pardon me. I was at Anime NYC and they had like a special, uh, uh, yeah, Kodansha and uh, Kinokuniya had put together. Was it Kodansha? I'm sorry, I forget. But Kinokuniya had put out like a special alternate um, cover for like the last volume of Attack on Titan. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm here. I was in the same room with Hajime Isayama. Like, this is a huge deal. We're about to go into the final season. I couldn't be the final season part. I don't even know. Um, I couldn't be more excited. And I was like, I'm going to buy this right here and right now. It's $14 and I'm feeling it. So it's going to be mine. And then I was in, um, funny again, Kinokuniya over near Bryant Park. And I was kind of looking around. And I'm like, what if I just got the last volume of Demon Slayer. Cause those are yeah. two that I read digitally and then was like, I love them. And I'm like, now I can just see how it ends over and over again for the rest of my days. Love and it. yeah, I love that idea. That's so cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to be our episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'm a binge monster. And I'm a green queen.